0: Welcome to Tordi Mecha Parsha with the OU Women's Initiative. Today we are studying Parsha Yitro. In this week's Parsha, we are analyzing a relationship that is unique in that it is different from all other relationships of its type that we see throughout Tanakh and many of the types of this relationship that we see even until today. The relationship that we are introduced to in this week's Parsha is the relationship between Moshe and Yitro, Moshe and his father-in-law. Now, in-law relationships get a generally bad rap. Throughout TV, movies, media, the in-law relationship is always portrayed as one that is sticky, where they are constantly stepping on each other's toes, and there is this sense of conflict between the two parties. This idea of the in-law relationship, though, does not originate in TV and movies and media. Rather, we see examples of this type of relationship between, between in-laws starting from back in the Torah. We see that Rivka disproved of Esau's wives, and most famously, Lavan and Yaakov most definitely did not have a peaceful relationship. Yaakov and Lavan did not quite start out on the right foot, and by the end of their relationship, Yaakov and his family flee from Lavan's home. But the relationship between Moshe and Yitro seems different. From the first moment that Yitro and Moshe meet, they seem to have a different type of relationship. We are formally introduced to the relationship between Moshe and Yitro when the two individuals themselves meet each other. However, in the Midrash, we are told of another interaction between Moshe and Yitro that precedes Moshe coming into the family of Yitro. That Midrash describes that when baby Moshe was living in the home of Paro, there was a worry among the advisors that baby Moshe used to grab the crown off of Paro's head. And one of the advisors who the Midrash informs us was Yitro, was suggests that they perform a test to see whether this is just a baby playing or whether there is really something deeper to learn from Moshe's actions. He suggests that they present the baby with one tray of coals and one tray of beautiful jewels. If the baby reaches for the tray of jewels, then there is something deeper here. If, however, the baby just reaches for the coals, which are shiny as well, the baby was just reaching and playing with anything that was shiny. So they perform this test, and famously, as Mausha was about to reach for the shiny jewels, um, a malach comes and knocks his hand. He touches the tray of coals of instead, burns his hand, touches his lip, which leaves him with a speech impediment for the rest of his life. So that is where Yitro originally meets Moshe according to the Midrash. But in the text, we are first introduced to Yitro when Moshe arrives in Midian. He has run away from Mitzrayim after he killed the Mitzri. And he arrives in Midian. In Shmuel Parakbet, v'thavona el-ru'el Vihen, The daughters of Yitro had met Moshe at the well, and they returned to their father, v'yomer madua mi-hartem v'yom Miharten bayom Vatomar na ish mitzri hitzilanu miad haro'im. Yitro wants to know how his daughters returned home so quickly today, and they respond and they say an ish mitzri a mitzri man, hitzilanu Miadharoim haro'im saved us from the other shepherds. V'gam dalod alalanu vayashketatzon. He also drew the water for us, and he also gave our sheep to drink. V'yomer alb um the ayol la azav karana lo As a good father of many girls, eligible girls in Tzedachim, he says, And why did you leave this amazing man at the well? Please go back and get him and bring him back here. He'll eat a meal with us. So they go and they bring back Moshe to their house. And Yitro gives over Tzipora, his, his daughter, to Moshe. The midrash tells us, Vetavona al-Ruel avihen zay Yitro. Who is Ruel? Ruel is Yitro. Next, we see in Shemot Harak Dalid that this is after Moshe had been living in the house of Yitro, and he was he was Yitro's shepherd, and all was good. He has now received the mission from Hashem that he is to return to Egypt, and he goes to ask permission from his father-in-law. Moshe Moshe comes to Yitro and he says, can I return to Egypt to see if my brothers there are still alive? And Yitro says, go in peace. This seems so beautiful, so peaceful, such an opposite view to what we have from Lavan and Yaakov, that Yaakov had to flee from Lavan's home, whereas Moshe asks permission from Yitro, and Yitro grants his permission willingly. There is one midrash that gives us a slightly negative view of the relationship between Yitro and Moshe, and that is a midrash that brings out from this Pasuk that it is at this point that Yitro had Moshe swear that he would raise his children as Midianim, even when he takes them away from Yitro's home. And that is the reason that Hashem almost kills Moshe on the way back to Mitzrayim in the incident with the snake. That Moshe at this point had reaffirmed his promise that he was going to raise his children as Midianim even when they were not in Yitro's home. And it was at that point that Hashem tried to kill Moshe. However, in general, it seems to be that the relationship between Yitro and and Moshe is going perfectly. It is the best you can imagine that Yitro was so happy to bring Moshe into his home. When Moshe needs to leave his home, he willingly grants his permission. Whatever works for Moshe and Moshe's family is perfect for Yitro. And then in this week's Parsha, we only see the relationship improve and improve. In Shemot Parak Yudchat, the 18th parak of Shemot, in, starting in Pasuk Aleph, V'yishmai Yitro kohin medyan khotin Moshe, Kol asher asa alokim le Yitro, the father-in-law of Moshe, heard everything that Hashem had done for Moshe and Yisrael. He had heard of the amazing miracles that Hashem had done for Moshe and his people. Yitro gathers up Zipporah, and that is a, an entirely different topic as to why Zipporah was no longer with Moshe at this point. Yitro also gathers up their um, Moshe and two children, the first of which is Gershom, The second one's name is Eliezer. The second one's name is Eliezer. Harhalokim. So he gathers up Moshe's family and he brings them to meet Moshe at Haar Hillel Kim. Vayomerel Moshe, ani khonakh yetro ba ila kha ve'ishtahu u'shtein banah imakh. Yetro announces, I am Moshe's father-in-law. I am here. I have brought Moshe's family. Vayite Moshe lekrakhnu vi'sha'avu ve'sheklo vi'shalu ishlo rei hayu ve'avo ohalah. They have a beautiful reunion. Moshe greets Yitro, they hug and they kiss, and Moshe bows down to him, and they they catch up, and everything seems so perfect. They continue on, and Yitro blesses Hashem, he brings a carbon. This really seems so perfect, so amazing. Now we get to a point where we start to get nervous. Yitro is analyzing the judicial system that Moshe has set up. And Yitro has a few suggestions as to how to improve the system. That he says, Moshe, why should you be fielding all of the questions from the nation? Why don't you make a layered system that the easiest questions go to certain officials and when the questions are more and more difficult, they rise up the ranks. So you, Moshe, only have to deal with the most difficult question. Now, as an outside observer, we start to tense up and we say, oh no, unsolicited advice that definitely does not seem like a good a key to a good relationship. However, as opposed to being irritated or annoyed at the fact that Yitro has offered up this advice, Moshe takes Yitro's advice and completely changes the judicial system. And it works so much better. The system now works perfectly thanks to Yitro and thanks to Moshe's willingness to accept Yitro's advice. So this seems so perfect. Now we arrive at one more point that we're like, oh, maybe this is where it's going to turn sour, like every other relationship of its type. Moshe sends away Yitro, he sends him back to his home. But why? Rashi comments here and says, Why did Yitro return to his home? Rashi quotes from the Midrash, says that Yitro did not leave on any negative terms, chas v'shalom, rather, Yitro returned to his home in order to convert the rest of his family. The Ibn Ezra comments and says, The Ibn Ezra says, No, this was not Moshe sending Yitro away, rather, this was a language of kavod, of respect, that Yitro was leaving and Moshe was escorting him away. Even if we look in Sefer Midbar, where we further hear the story between Yitro and Moshe, in, part, in Sefer Midbar, it seems like Moshe begs Yitro to stay, not God forbid that he sends him away. Moshe says to Yitro, Yitro, we are going to be going into the place that Hashem has promised to us wayumar ilav lowe likh ki im el almuladti likh but rather yitro declines moshe's request to continue on with them and yitro says i'm going to return back to my home al alnata zowu tanu moshe' says please don't leave us ki alkenya data um You, Yitro, you have been such an asset for us. You know how we camp. You know how our system works here. You have been a set of eyes for us. Come with us. Everything good that Hashem does for us, He will continue on and He will do for you as well. So Moshe seems to be begging Yitro to stay with them. And in the end, Yitro does return to Midian. But he leaves on such peaceful, beautiful, terms with Moshe. So what is the key to this relationship, to making this in-law relationship unique? And in turn, what can we learn from this relationship for all of our relationships? And what I would like to suggest is that it is Yitro who makes this relationship so beautiful, not Moshe. Why is that so important? Because if I told you that the key to this beautiful relationship was one of the partners in the relationship being Moshe Rabbeinu, you would say, thank you so much, that is completely unrelatable to me. Because Moshe Rabbeinu was perfect. If he was the key to the relationship, that would be unattainable to us because none of us are Moshe Rabbeinu. But rather, if I tell you that the relationship was successful due to Yitro, Yitro was a regular person. And if it was a regular person who was able to develop such a beautiful relationship, so too can all of us develop such beautiful relationships. What was it about Yitro that made him so successful in this relationship? It was the fact that he was always on a mission for truth, and he was willing to do anything to bring him to truth. And additionally, he was a wise, insightful, and perceptive person. How do we see these traits? The Or HaChaim HaKadush tries to explain what was so unique about Yitro, and he contrasts Yitro with Amalek. He says, the reason that we hear about the two stories so close together, the war with Amalek and the story of Yitro, is in order to present us with a foil. That what did Amalek represent? Amalek represented biased, prejudiced, destructive behavior. Amalek came in with their ideas and they acted on their skewed, prejudiced ideas. They were destructive. All they wanted to do was destroy Am Al. Yitro, though, as a foil to Amalek, was unbiased, he was intellectually curious, and he was always interested in helping and improving everyone around him. Yitro's success was that he came into the situation in the right way. As opposed to a Malik, who we say they were like those that jumped right into the boiling hot tub. They were the ones who cooled down the waters for everyone else to come in and attack. They set the stage for destruction of the Jewish people. Yitro came in as someone who was open, who had witnessed and heard about the miracles that Hashem had done, and he had been able to appreciate what had happened to the Jewish people, and developed a desire to learn more. He came into a situation knowing his place. He didn't come in and demand that everything change in his wake, that he had an idea and everyone must listen to him. Rather, he knew that Moshe was the leader. He saw that there was room for improvement and he suggested it to Moshe, all in a way that showed that he had looked at the surroundings, he wanted to learn, and he wanted to improve. He was a genuinely interested person. How do we know that he is, has always been someone who has been intellectually curious? The Midrash Tanchuma tells us, Vayichid Yitro. Al Vayichid Ela Vayihad. Yehudi. We learn, according to the Midrash Tanchuma, that Yitro converted. Vayomer Yitro Baruch Hashem. Yitro said, Baruch Hashem. He blessed God. Why did Yitro bless Hashem? Yitro. Yitro says, I am a curious person, and I have always been striving for truth. From the very moment when I tested baby Moshe, it's because I wanted to get to the bottom of everything. I wanted to see what truth was in this world. So in the Midrash Tanchuma, it says that there was no Avotuzara that Yitro had not served. He had tried everything. I have never found a god like the god of Israel. Atayadati kigadol Hashem ikol haalukim. Yitro was a man of truth. He he did not just jump on the Jewish bandwagon here. Now that Hashem had saved them from Egypt, rather he had tried out each and every of zarah, and he had concluded through his. Extensive investigation that Hashem was the true God, and therefore he wanted to remain with the Jewish people. He wanted to bless this God who he saw was truly the God of truth. When Moshe says that Yitro should stay because he has been there a he has been their set of eyes in the desert. It is because of these traits of Yitro that he is one who comes in unbiased, ready to learn, willing to observe, and has a desire to find truth and to improve and make sure that everything he comes into, he is able to help and help to become better. So how do we internalize this? We can say, okay, the relationship of Moshe and Yitro was beautiful because they were both unique people. But as we said, it was not Moshe who was the key to this relationship, it was Yitro. Yitro, who was able to show us these traits of someone who truly knew his place, and he came into every new situation with a desire to learn, a willingness to learn, and a desire to grow and improve. So Amir Hashem, not only in our in-law relationships, but in all the relationships that we come into in our lives, may we merit to have them be like the relationship of Moshe and Yitro, of two people who are truly working together for the betterment of themselves, for the betterment of each other, and for the benefit, betterment of everyone around them. Thank you for learning, thank you for studying together with the OU Women's Initiative.